right. We are rolling. Let me get my seatbelt on. You know, safety first and all that shit. It's like wearing a mask. You know, it's like, where's your mask? Oh my god, you could die. It's like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Okay, so today I wanted to talk a little bit. I've been just sitting back and, you know, been watching some QAnon stuff. I think his name is Simon Parks. He seems to be quite serious and, you know, makes sense. And I, I, I have the privilege, I guess, and the, the good fortune to have my business by a large military intelligence operation. Oh, just knocked over a couple heaters I got in the back, back of the truck. Scared me. Um, and so I've heard about Q and QAnon for years, you know, it's been going on and going on and going on and, and, and people tell me, well, you know, go to Q's website and as if you can just look up QAnon and, and, you know, find out anything just like that, you know, <laughs> no, doesn't, doesn't work that way. So, um, I've been listening to this guy though, and I, and and most of the military guys go, yeah, there's a lot in QAnon, you know, the forums and the stuff they talk about, and there's, you can get a lot of information from Q. It's driving me nuts. So, I I don't dismiss it out of hand. Just like yeah, whatever, it's QAnon. More conspiracy shit. You know, it, it's it's there, and and these people, really smart people that I know, uh, they're 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 listening. They're part of it. A lot of the the anon part of it, where it's anonymous people answering questions and theories and figuring shit out. I guess. My question is, uh, what the fuck good is it? <clears throat> I mean, really, you know. I guess that would be the underlying question of the podcast, like the other day, why vote? You know, uh, why Q? I mean, a lot of talk. I've been listening to QAnon, you know, and going on and on about how we're being fucked and America's screwed and these these good people out there at QAnon are out there like the Calvary and they're going to come riding in and fucking save everybody or at least give the information for everyone to save themselves and and, and and it gives you this false sense of security, like there's something that's a counterweight to this this shit show on the on the left. And then, uh, so you know, I like I said, I've I've been listening to Q and on for years. You know, some of their stuff, been talking to people about it for years. I mean, a couple of my friends are, you know pretty fucking high ranking in the in the in the army and and you know the fort you know is is an intelligence outfit you know that's their mission that's what they do you know they listen to shit they gather information and you know it's their intelligence military intelligence and these guys are telling me mark got to pay attention to q it's like Okay, 
So let's assume for the last four years that Q is real. Well, we just had a fucking shit show of an election, haven't we? So all of this intelligence didn't preempt a mental imbecile like Biden, who didn't even campaign, just basically, you know, go, uh, who's going to be the Democratic running mate? And he's like, I will. Uh, but you're inarticulate. You, you plagiarize everybody. You're a pedophile and a piece of shit. He's like, hey, you want to volunteer? I'll do it. And, and then he ran his campaign from his basement. You know, he's, he's basically like you know, somebody looked at, in, in, <laughs> at the county jail and they got, you know, what was his name from Andy of Mayberry, the town drunk. They just said, hey, go take a shower. We're going we're gonna to make you president. I said, all right. Is there a beer in it for me? It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, and he became the president, Joe fucking Biden. So whoever was in charge of preventing fuck things from happening, dropped the fucking ball. That's all I can say. Q did shit. Now they're out there talking about all these last-ditch efforts and stuff because you can't do it unless you have all this proof and you do all this stuff and say, okay, maybe, you know, at the point we are now for a president to do a martial law thing or for what they're talking about with QAnon, you know, there has to be all, all court cases have to be settled. You have to have tried your best to do this, that, and the other thing and and, and all avenues must have been exhausted. Okay, yeah, I agree. You can't do it right now because there's, there's, there's procedures that you have to do before, you know, even the military would allow a you know, president to do martial law. Say, so you just can't do that, you know. And you can't have martial law in, in a county or in a state unless the court system has failed completely. So, well... Are we there yet? No. Martial law could be a last-ditch effort for the president to go, you know what, this is a fucking joke. I don't want to be the president, but I don't want to not be the president when the town drunk got nominated for president and the cheerleader that banged the whole fucking team is now the vice president. That's Sorry, no. You know, so you raise your hand, you do the martial law, bam, they step in, keep the lights on, have another election, even have the same election, just you know, manually count the votes. You know, have the military oversee it. Have somebody with some fucking brains oversee it besides these, these states. And the states could still be over their own elections. They would just be forced to follow the law set out forth by the legislature, you know, by, you know, military guys standing there inspecting the ballots. Or making sure the Republican ballot inspectors could, could be there. You know, and somebody say, no, you stand back there 30 feet and we're going to put up cardboard so you can't watch in. Walk, you know, watch. And, and a couple military guys walk up and go, excuse me, what did you just say? Oh, uh, well, we were told, well, this is how it works. So please, you step back and all the watchers can be right here. In fact, we're going to have two watchers at every de desk or whatever. And, and, and they'll be wearing masks, so don't worry about COVID. 
We got this handled. In fact, COVID isn't even important now. They want to open the schools again in my state because finally Joe Biden's president. So now we can we can quit pretending that there's a pandemic. So why wouldn't uh, President Trump do that? Because that's available to him right now. He could do that with the stroke of a pen. And yeah, people would be mad and they'd be all pissed off. But, you know, this big pie in the sky dream that QAnon has, whatever, you know, it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a McDonald's hamburger versus a Burger King hamburger. So they're both hamburgers. Just one's from a different place. And, and really, uh, you know, the, the presidential's ability to declare martial law in a, in a national crisis like what we're in right now, I think would be like a Fuddruckers burger. It's like the best, okay? It's not like fast food. It's a homemade hamburger by somebody's dad that cooks like the best hamburgers ever. You know, because it's the Founding Fathers hamburger. <laughs> they, they knew the recipe. So I guess my point is why Q is like, it's, I'm listening to a lot of videos from people, you know, uh, and Simon uh, Parks and some others. You know, I'm not picking on him. He's very sincere. And I think most of these people are reiterating the information they're being given. I'm not saying there's not an organization out there called Q. And I'm not saying that they probably don't have a plan. I'm just saying, uh, what the fuck is your plan? Because I've heard talk for four or five years about Q, you know, in its infancy and and even before that, you know, it's always been there. Big Brother, you know, they've been watching Big Brother, you know, whatever. So it's become like, uh, it's kind of become like religion now. It takes a massive dose of blind faith. And then there's going to be all these promises. You know, cross your fingers, hope to die. Say, Jesus, I love you three times and you're saved. And then... You're not going to know until you're dead who was right. So you have to put on your thinking cap and go, wait a tick. This doesn't make sense either. You know, but it, it, it's based on faith. Could be false prophecies. Could be true prophecies. In fact, all the prophecies are true prophecies. It's the interpretation thereof that causes the division we have in Christianity and religion worldwide, and and, and there are all, all these translations and beliefs are based on the fact that everyone believes what was written, which is also you know based on more scripture. Like you know, a thousand years ago, somebody wrote in the book of whatever. Well, it's got to be two thousand years because that's Christ. You know, the book of whatever. And the prophecies came true. Oh, see, there were prophecies. Oh, well, who said that, that? You know, I don't believe this book either. Oh, it's like, well, then the incense, which were three, 4,000 years old, said, and the prophecies were true. And then, and then the Aztecs and, 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 and the Chinese and, and all that stuff have always, you know, had their, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on, um, their beliefs. So you pick up a book and it's, you know, 5,000 years old and you read it and you go, everything in here has got to be true because it's so fucking old. 
and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I mean, I've I've read a lot of books that are are fiction. They're bullshit. You know, authors have written biographies of presidents that were totally left field, and some of them were totally right field. No one cares because if it wasn't written by the person, and then even then they're going to taint it. You know, except God and God and Jesus that wouldn't taint it and have bias to what you know happened in the world's history. They didn't write a book. So, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I believe it because hundreds of millions of billions of people believe in a higher form. And I believe in a higher existence. It gives me comfort to think that this isn't all just a waste of 80 years of my eternal existence. And I'll be judged based on 80 years, you know, for my actions. And the punishment will reside for a hundred gazillion fucking years because eternity is like, you can't put a number on it. You know, you put a number on it, I'll add one. So eternity, just without end, is a long time. So somebody, you know, told their kid uh, when he was two, you know, because that's about how aware we are when it comes to eternal matters. It's like, I want you to grow up and become like a doctor. Not just a doctor. I want you to become like, you know, Ben Carson. You know, noted brain surgeon. And then you fucking leave. And then mom is always like, you know, well, when you were two, your father asked you to be a brain surgeon. And then your brothers, you know, that were older than you, they go, yeah, he wanted you to be a doctor. And then your sisters are like, yeah, he wanted you to go to medical school and study some shit and do, do good and... And a couple uncles are like, yeah, I knew your father. He was a very, you know, good guy, you know. Yeah, he wanted you to go to college. Yeah, he did, thought that was important. And so at 89 years old, you're laying there on your deathbed. And your, your old dad walks in. He's not dead in this story, okay, because he's God. Um, he goes, uh, so I see that you uh, did really well in your life. And he's like, yes, father, I I busted my butt, you know. He's like, yeah, but I, I didn't really want you to be a number one builder in America, you know, contractor extraordinaire. I wanted you to be a brain surgeon. It's like, well, um, I didn't know that. It's like, what, didn't you read my diary? It's like, no, I, I didn't find your diary until I was 40. I'd already been through college, business, and, and then mom used to tell me you, you wanted me to be a, like a, a brain doctor, which I didn't know what that was when I was four. And then, you know, I, I prayed earnestly, you know, that maybe I would find a scrap of paper from you actually with, in your writing. Or maybe you'd call me up and go, son, you're doing really well, but you're off course. That didn't happen. So I talked to my brothers and sisters and, you know, my aunts and uncles and. You know, it narrowed down that they, you just wanted me to go to college and be, do a good job in life. And so I did. I went to business college and I became like the world's best contractor ever known. I'm so good. I, I, I'm an architect, an engineer, and a doctor. So I can not only draw my own fucking pictures, I can engineer them and build them. I am numeral uno. And, and, and Darrow Dad's like, well... I know you're not. It's not what I wanted of you. So screw you and walks off. Now, 
<laughs> Any sane person, even on your deathbed, is going to sit there and go, what the hell just happened? And so your whole life is shrouded in mystery as it is as a fucking human. And we don't know. And then we have all of these people out there saying they know, which they don't know. And their guess is as good as mine. I, I could flip a coin and, and say, well, is it Baptist or Methodist? Flip a coin and then do double elimination until I get down to whatever's left, which is just really chance. And I go, I'm going to become a fucking Buddhist. And if you're not a Buddhist, you're going to hell. There. Simple. Done and done. Fuck you. You're going to hell. So we don't know. We just don't know. And, and you know, that probably offends a lot of religious listeners of mine. That, you know, like, what the hell did he just say? What I'm saying is you don't have a clue. And neither is the guy preaching to you in the church because he's interpreting an old book that we don't even know the, the, the validity of its origins. Other than, well, it's, it's a really old fucking book. And, and, the, and the Catholic, you know, Vatican underneath there, there are 50 miles of, of you know, vaults. And, and secret bookshelves and stuff have all the answers. But out of that 50 miles of documentation written by old fucks that thought they knew something, we get a little book called the Bible, which is made up of some of the stories that went on during Christ and before Christ. And it's translated from Hebrew and Aramaic and, you know, Latin whatever fuck you know, nobody even cares about them people because they don't even exist anymore a lot of them they were wiped off the earth for stupidity you know so i just look at it as like you know if who is the most corrupt religious leader right now in that you can think of you know with it well billy graham's a nice guy and junior's a good guy you know see when i was in the 80s you know we had uh you know, what's his name? Tammy Faye Baker, you know, the makeup queen and, and her husband, you know, Baker, that was, you know, extorting money and having sex with kids and stuff like that. He was just a sick, twisted motherfucker. And, and, and there's somebody that you've met, you know, doesn't have to be big, you know, just some church guy that you've met sometime that, you know, you thought was a great guy and you're kind of listening to him. And then you find out he, he killed his first two wives and they're buried in the backyard and you know all his kids are from his his daughter and you're like what the how fucking heinous can you get so picture that guy and then he then he wrote a bunch of stuff you know his interpretation of the bible his interpretation of what god told him when he was in his psychotic drunken stupor you know murdering somebody and and, and digging the 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 grave in the backyard and he's thinking every man should have a shovel and dig forth young man what you sow is what you shall reap so you buried your wife she murdered that's kind of like sowing your seeds of your wife and and now you should you should reap a new wife oh so he writes all this shit down but you know not admitting to murder or nothing like that and then then some generation two thousand years from now digs up his book, you know, along with his wife's body and goes, well, this is, this is scripture. It's written by an old religious leader. Okay. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if you ever watched that movie with Brandon Frazier, you know, uh, where he's, 
lives in his dad's bunker. You know, it's a great prepper movie because you find out that everyone's crazy, basically. And, and so they take the, you know, finally, you know, spend 50 years or 40 years or 20 years, whatever it is. It, the alleged nuclear fallout is cleared off. So he, he, he takes the elevator up and it comes up in a liquor store, you know, because you know, finds out that it wasn't bombs that hit his house. It was an airplane crash. And, yeah. and the old drunk sees this elevator crash up through the floor. And, and there's, uh, I think, uh, Brandon Fraser's mother, I think it's Sissy Spacek, um, you know, is there. And, and, and the old guy is like, um, says something. And he's like, hey, man, leave my elevator alone. You've, if you haven't seen the movie, a, I can't think of it because I suck at this shit. But it's, it's Brandon Frazier and Reese Witherspoon. And uh, I think it's called Blast from the Past. Thank you, Brain, for kicking on. Um, you'll, you'll love it. And, and so this drunk creates a whole religion around this elevator thing and his, his liquor store slash bar. And, and they chant, leave my elevator alone. You see. So this is where we are today with, you know, religious beliefs. We, we don't know. I mean, God said, love me, whoever he is. He didn't tell us. He said, I am who I am. And if I wanted to give you my name, I probably would have. And then he said, be nice to people. And if we can take anything out of those scriptures, and, and those, those two commandments transcend time. You know, you can find that in 5,000-year-old manuscripts by the Indians, the Aztecs, the, the Asian people, Eurasia, or whoever they're in Russia. I mean, just, just like you find a generation that's been alive or a people for two, three, four thousand years, and, and their belief structure is, you know, that there's a, a higher being and you should treat people good and love him because he's your father. That's, that's about it. He's your creator. So if you just take those two, you're going to do pretty good. If you could master those two commandments, you're, you're fucking solid. So you know, that's where we're at. Uh, you know, a bunch of people going around chanting, leave my elevator alone. And, and, and now you know, we have this same thing with QAnon and, and politics and, and what's going to happen in America, you know. So, I, you know, from what I'm seeing from the, the Q people... <laughs> the Qites um, is that um, it's it's a form of martial law, and you're only going to get these messages through the emergency broadcast system. And Trump can't talk right now, but when he does, and you know all the players will be in place, and boom, it'll happen, and they'll shut down big tech and big media and all the networks, and 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 you know they did predict that you know Bitcoin would crash, which you know. I mean, I've I've listened to, you know, Peter Schiff say that, you know, time to time, and it crashed. So I, I don't know. You know, smart people are in the Q organization, and they have massive amounts of data, and so they 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 said it would crash, and it did. Uh, they didn't tell anyone to, you know, get their money out of Amazon stock or or uh, Parler, <laughs> so. 
Yeah, whatever. They didn't see this happening because if they'd have seen this happening five years ago, we would have had a clean, fair election. And so they're wrong. Sorry. You know, and, and you can't you can't say, well, that's the will of God, because we're talking about QAnon. It's not the will of God. It's QAnon had it wrong or whatever they were talking about. They're, they're just kicking the can down the road to keep the numbers up so they can continue to be Q, Qites. Leave my elevator alone. So I'm, I'm, I'm torn, you know, I'm driving to work. It's, it's Tuesday, you know, and, you know, we went shopping. We bought some, you know, more extra food. You know, took some of our business cash out of the bank and put it in a different, safer type of investment. And, you know, to, just so we're not totally caught with our pants down because something is afoot. I just don't know what it is. Well, you know, but... You know, when I analyze Q's master plan or whatever they think is going to happen, I say, man, that sounds an awful lot like uh, um, martial law. Just do that. You know, done and done. It's constitutional. It's not some pie in the sky, you know, magic beans plan that requires people from all around the world to do this shit. Like martial law, boom, done. Have a clean election, go back to business as usual. <coughs> you know, rewrite the Constitution. Actually, just erase a lot of the shit we put on it. The Constitution is perfect. Nobody wants to follow it. And I haven't seen that, you know, Q's plan has anything to do with, <coughs> you know, a constitutional crisis or restoring the Constitution. It's just like... You know, picking up somebody off the field and going, get back out there and run. It's like, well, I'm doing something wrong. It's like nobody's sitting there going, yeah, your two, your shoelaces are tied together. The barrel of your gun's full of, you know, mud. And you don't even have a magazine in there. A clip. You know, of course you're doing something wrong. No, they're just like, get back up and start running. Well, that's no good. We need to, to realize that we have a constitutional crisis going on and that we need to you know, pick up all the players and, and dust them off, put them in a room, clean them up, tie their boots right. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, um, you know, erase shit in the Constitution. <coughs> I'm choking on something. See, that's what happens when you don't wear a mask and you're ripping down hundreds, if not thousands of feet of MDF and all that airborne shit. And then now I'm choking it up. Yeah, so I'm not the smartest fucking carpenter in the shop either. So this is what needs to happen, and it's not. We, we have, you know, wannabes, you know, saviors. You know, you, you have that in the, you know, the genre of end of the world, you know, writers and stories, you know, where everybody wants to be the hero of their little story. And the sad truth is we've allowed ourselves to create such a <coughs> rut that we live in now that we want something bad to happen so we can, you know, if the power grid's down and there's, you know, without rule of law and there's anarchy, then, then good people can rise up and do good things. Bad people can rise up and do bad things either. But, you know... I came to this conclusion when somebody asked a question on Facebook that said, you know, how do you, how do you go about um, moving to a off-grid 
lifestyle. And I said, well, you buy five acres and fucking move. Duh. You know, move, go. Quit your job. Well, I can't do that. Well, then you're not going to be off grid. So stop dreaming about having sex with the, you know, the hottest girl on the planet because she doesn't even know your name. And if you want that, then, you know, you have to clean up and go introduce yourself. <clears throat> so that's, you know, where we're at as Americans. We're at this point in time now where we're like, what the fuck? What do we do? Well, we've allowed this to become a game of players that we are not in charge of. We don't own the team. We're not the coaches. We're not even assistant coaches. We had all the power and we let it slip away by not being vigilant. <clears throat> and so I think history has to repeat itself because that's what it does. We're not going to be able to fix it. Maybe 50 years ago, 75 years ago, if our grandparents would have been vigilant and would have went, oh, I could see the writing on the wall. We need to stop this shit. But we didn't. So it's, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. That's what it is. We're, you know, we're inundated with bullshit. You know, everybody's like, well, the president only has so many legal options. It's like legal options. You know, when, when Vice President Pence was reading the, the electoral votes and opened it up and he was, you know, said that one line over and over and over again. And then when someone objected, he said, according to code, well, see, that's a law. That's a law that might be 150 years old, but it's not the Constitution. It's a band-aid they put on there because FDR wanted us to have popular votes, and so did a lot of the founders, you know, back then. <clears throat> so, rather than to continue to just elect representatives and let them pick the senators and the electors, so we had direct representation with our representative, we allowed gerrymandering. We allowed all this to happen. So when Mike Pence is reading this, this fucking, you know, doctrine from God, I guess, you know, he said, you know, Title 15 and 14 of code, U.S. Code, says blah, blah, blah. It must be signed by, a, you know, a senator. Well, that did not happen 200 years ago. So it's all just another Band-Aid. So you're not going to fix it because they fucked it up. Like I said, we fucked it up. We took something perfect and we fucked it up. It's fucked. Okay, got it? <clears throat> so Q's not going to fix it. Martial law by a good, righteous president like Trump could could do something about it. Martial law could be the thing. And, and I hate the word martial law. <clears throat> but with a good man in charge wanting to fix America, not gain power for himself, he could force a proper election. We'd be under martial law for a couple months and that'd be it. Done and done. <clears throat> And the military could go in maybe and burn down the Library of Congress, which would be great because then all them codes would be gone and bullshit things that everyone utters. And Well, you can't do it. You know, There's just no legal remedy for the president. Ah, martial law is a legal remedy for the president when we become a, a, as corrupt and fucked up as we are. 
There are remedies that are constitutional. But they say there's no more legal pass for the president. What about constitutional pass? Because I, I can guarantee you what Q is doing is not legal or constitutional either. So if the president does not enact martial law and sedition acts and these things that he has constitutionally available to him and force a proper election, then then nothing's going to happen. And Q can sit there and sing praises to Anon all fucking day long, but the Qites will not save America. <clears throat> and we will continue down the path of destruction. So that's, you know, after listening to three or four of these videos and, and studying a little bit more, it, it's like, this is all pie-in-the-sky religious parables and hoping and dreaming. And hopefully, you know, people are smart enough to go... <clears throat> The real problem is we have a flat tire. You can't just turn the tire over and go, there, we fixed it. It's, it's flat. You need to take it off the vehicle and put air in it. That's, that's, that's it. That's what you got to do. You got to patch the hole in it. So hopefully people are smart enough. If this doesn't happen, the way it should, constitutionally, by our president, then we will go through the next two, four, eight, sixteen years, you know, driving on a flat tire, basically. So there. <clears throat> um, I hope this helped. You know, QAnon is probably a great organization, just like most religions are great. You know, they're not all fucked. We just don't agree with them. Well, he's going to hell. Well, it says who? It says me, my pastor. It says he's going to hell. Everyone's going to hell but us. We're the selected few. So all, you know, all things have a good side and all things have a bad side. And, and the reality is we have constitution. And if our president uses his constitutional means available to him, we'll save this country. Otherwise, we won't. So you guys all think on that. Love you. Uh, I'll get this uh, posted as soon as possible. Talk to you later. Enjoy the coming apocalypse. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.